BoogieNet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or even more. I give you the opportunity to go look at their hotel fees and take advantage of their cost savings. Please go to www.bestradiotravel.com. Check them out. I think you'll be pleased. Welcome to Second Win with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach and motivational speaker who has a passion for helping women who need a second win. She is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. She studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, and is a fully certified coach in his program. Also, she has served as an assistant in his training programs. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted thousands of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you to get your second wind. Now here's your host, Joyce Buford. Welcome. What a thrill to have you here today. I love knowing that you're out out there listening, and that's why I have such awesome guests, and today is no exception. Now, before we step into meeting our guest, Jess, I want to tell you about or remind you about this is the time we need to sit down and think about what we want in 2020. Now, I feel very optimistic about 2020. I don't know why. It's just in my energy. It's in my bones. I feel like it's coming. So this is the year that you need to think about focusing on what you want in your life. Now, you may choose to go with the goals, which I find a little dry and stiff. I'd much rather go with the vision board, where you actually put images with words and positive sayings about what you want to create for 2020, 2020. So, if you've never created a vision board, does it sound fun to sort of create a visual that you can identify with daily. You put all this on a board, all these visuals about things that you want, careers that you build, places you want to go, uh, goals you want to reach this year. They're all there for you. And you create this board, you put it where you see it every day, and then you visit it with the absolutely positive ideas of the completion of this goal. See yourself driving that red, bright red car. See yourself vacationing in Europe. See yourself having a family reunion that you've been looking forward to for years. There is no limit. You create your future. So this is all part of law of attraction, and it's very, very doable. So I've been doing this all over our little community. I've had four or five different vision board workshops. I'm talking to sixth graders at a junior league function just tomorrow. I'll be working with two sessions of a 125 
sixth graders in each session. Can you visualize that? It's pretty big, and I'm kind of nervous about it. But it'll be a new experience, and how awesome that we can introduce a way of determining goals at such a young age as the sixth grade. So anyway, I'm excited about it. I'll give you the full report next time we talk. Now, let me tell you about our guest today. Jess Rydell is an intuitive life coach, passionate stage actress, oracle card aficionado, aficionado, say that wrong, and a lover of all things mystic and magical. She loves humor, dogs, comedy, improvisation, and big glasses of bold red wine. I love that, Jess. Come, we'll have to get together here. So Jess grew up in the Caribbean on the island of Jamaica. She attended Roanoke College in Salem, Virginia, and received her master's in theater performance from Louisiana State University. She's currently living in Atlanta with her husband, Dave, teenage son, Max, and their mischievous American Eskimo rescue dog. Sino? Did I say that right? Jess? Cinco. Cinco? Cinco. Yes. Oh! Is that for Cinco de Mayo? Short? Um, it's actually, it's, it's a Spanish word for five, and it's because we were the only five-star family who applied for the puppy. Oh, <laughs> they funny. called us a five-star family, so we named her Cinco. Oh, is that not fun? Well, I just loved your, your description of who you are. It was so, it was hard to eliminate some of it. It was just so much fun to read, but definitely the, the, the actress, the, the flair of the stage came out through all of it. I loved it. So we welcome you, Jess, here. It's always fun to talk with people with great creativity. So. Tell me about you, Jess. What was that moment that said, okay, I'm changing? Or how did you get from, to, from stage actress to life coach? Ah, uh, great question. And thanks for having me, Joyce. Oh, it's uh, it, it, was, it was a very interesting road. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I kind of had an epiphany in, in my late, probably early thirties. Um, that I needed to get some corporate skills or that I would be unmarketable or unemployable. So I kind of left oh, yeah. the, left the acting dream behind and uh-huh. went corporate for a, a total of the next 15 years. Oh, and no. you know, it was kind of like fitting a square peg into a round hole. Yeah. Or, you know, jam- jamming a square peg into yeah. a round hole. I, I yeah. really did my best to, to step into that and, and, you know, conform to the corporate cultures and the energies and, you know, the, the, it's a lot of, a lot of hustle, a lot of forcing. You're very much measured by your productivity as opposed to just mm-hmm. who you are as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I spent 15 years in corporate America and the, the defining moment for me was I had, I finally, I'd been traveling a lot for, for work. And mm-hmm. finally had taken a local job thinking that would give me some ease in terms of 
working in Georgia again. But then as much time as I had been spending on planes and in airports, I wound up spending in my car driving all over the city to these, you know, remote, more remote areas. So I was spending at least, you know, two or three hours in my car every day and really started burning out. So it was, it was my 45th birthday. And <laughs> my husband had, took me out to dinner. And, mm-hmm. and in a very facetious way, he looked at me across the dinner table and he said, how does it feel to be halfway to 90? Oh, no. I don't like that. <laughs> it, was, it was my 45th birthday. And at first when he said it, I didn't do much care for it either, Joyce. I'll tell you. I, I, I was like, what? how dare you? That is just plain downright rude, you know? And... But now I tell you, it was an epiphany. It was a turning point in my life, a defining moment, because it really forced me to take an inventory of what I had been doing and pursuing and to look at my life and finally admit to myself, which I think a lot of people don't have the courage to do, I finally admitted to myself that I was not happy. I was not happy doing what I was doing. I'm a generally pretty happy person. I try to, like, look for the silver lining and everything. But I was like, there is a much deeper, bigger purpose for you on this planet. And at halfway to 90, if you don't get, get into fulfilling it, <laughs> what, what are you waiting for? Yeah. So, Look how far yeah. you've come in 15 years. Uh, true. In the true. A, lot, a, a lot had happened. Absolutely. So, so it kind of set into motion. Um, yeah. and my husband had no idea that that facetious question was going to precipitate me <laughs> taking massive action and a big turnaround. But within yes. that year, I had really redesigned my life. Wow. Yeah. That did hit a spot. What uh, I, yeah. I have to ask <laughs> this question because my mind is going, now, what would Jess have been doing in corporate America? You weren't doing accounting. Ah, uh, that's such a, yeah, you know, of course not. Um, I <laughs> Well, I was in sales, but primarily what well, I wasn't just, selling an object. I, I worked in, in weight management. So I was selling, I was already sort of being a life coach in many ways because I was selling change and transformation and, you know, just, just people treating themselves well, self-care, positive, you know, positive Mm -hmm. changes in nutrition that bring about health and weight loss. It wasn't just weight loss for the sake of vanity, but improving someone's overall you know, health and well-being, and it was it was it was rewarding in many ways. It, it truly mm-hmm. was. Right. Yeah. But I get the the corporate grind. There's a total freedom in coaching, and knowing that you know what you're doing, you've got some passion behind it. I mean, you might have been passionate with what you were selling in the corporate, but there's a little bit of freedom that we have now in the coaching entrepreneur world. Absolutely. And I, I couldn't love it more. I, I it, it's just been a, it's been a whole, a whole new game, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what was the most exciting thing about, um, I can think of other, uh, I'm going to think, okay, let's go with the most exciting thing that you discovered making that job switch in your daily mm. routine. Wow. You know, it's funny. I was just speaking to a, a client about this, um, just a few, a few minutes before we got started. Um, 
my energy shifted. I think that was one of the most exciting things that, that I was able to, you know, they say in order to be a coach, and you probably know this, Joyce, it's like you have to live it to give it. Mm. And in, in really repositioning myself and my purpose on this planet, I, I had to shift my energy because I couldn't be in that frantic rat race, you know, grind of, of just hustling all the time and focusing mm-hmm. on everything outside of myself. I had to go within and I had to shift my energy to a more peaceful space where I slowed down and, you know, really took time to be mindful in, in my own, you know, morning routines and practices and meditations because I was going to be teaching my clients this mm-hmm. new way of being that was different for them. And if I wasn't following, you know, what, you know, practicing what I, what I preach, you know, who was I to come and encourage people to, to meditate and slow down and, and have a, a beautiful morning routine and use gratitude, you know, to really be expansive in their lives. So right. I shifted first and then now I'm able to help my clients with those beautiful, subtle shifts that teach them how to be the intrinsic source of their own value so that they're not reaching people pleasing, you know, reaching for material things or things about uh, outside of themselves to have a fulfilling and happy life. Yeah, yeah. Well, anytime you make a transition like that, there's always something that holds you back. Like, you may have started, you may have accomplished it 15 years, but did you think about it at all before and and kind of get stopped by some of those things we call, "Mm, not sure I'm ready for that, or "Mm, not sure I can do that, or... Some of those fears, did you have any of those? Oh, Joyce, you, you've read my mind. How did you know? <laughs> because I've been there too. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. This is kind of funny. My, my aunt is a clinical psychologist and one of the loveliest oh. persons I know. And oh. every year since I was probably probably about 10 years leading up to this, you know, pivotal moment at the dinner table, the halfway to 90, she mm-hmm. would gently suggest, that I looked into creating some, some kind of my own practice or, you know, being a consultant or a coach. And it absolutely terrified me mm. because I had, I, had, I had gotten really stuck in this limiting belief that somehow I had to have a corporate job in order to survive. And surviving was pretty much all I was doing because, you know, it's like, the, 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 the sort of golden handcuff of that biweekly paycheck. And it's pretty much spoken for by the time it hits your bank account because you spend it on all your bills and <laughs> then you're, you're hustling for the next one. Right. And I was afraid that without that, like, how was I going to create any kind of abundance? You know, I needed that paycheck. Right. Absolutely. And, and so I, I clung to that for years. Yeah. And, and I really, I really energetically, I think, had to have that wake up call where I got so uncomfortable in, in imagining continuing to, to do what I was doing in corporate for the next 20 years that I, I was ready to, to, in spite of my fear, to try something new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, uh, you know, one of my favorite things to talk about is the defining moment. And uh, it's so interesting how that moment now, we can have heard it 5, 10, 15 times earlier said a different way or maybe even said the same way. But then there's that one 
time that your husband actually in a very intimate moment over you and just the two of you having dinner. And he brings you to your reality that life is slipping away. And are you going to stay here? (laughs) Isn't that just amazing how something you just like hear it with different ears or the message goes deeper or whatever it is. I mean, I just, one of the things I love most about interviewing women about this is listening to their defining moments and they come in all different sizes and shapes and colors. And, but I'm just, I'm just fascinated by yours. <laughs> well, thank you, Joyce. I'm really glad it happened. Imagine Mine wasn't said that. Mine was not over dinner. Mine was, <laughs> mine was at a different place, but, but anyway, I just, uh, I really think that's very interesting. And I know he made, he said it with full love. I mean, it wasn't. Absolutely. Yeah. He was trying yeah. to be funny. Of course. Uh, yes, he was. That you, 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 you read him. You've got his number. He's always trying to be funny. And I think that is why he said it. He really had no idea the, the impact that that was about to have on me. No, no. Yeah, I can imagine. So was it immediate or did you reflect over it for the next day or week or, or did you go immediately to your aunt? No, it was, you know, that's a great question. I actually did take a couple, uh, like a month or two more of incubating. It, it yeah. planted the seed that I wasn't happy. And my first, my first thought was, oh, well, I'll, you know, I'll just get a, a different job and that'll be the solution. You know, that'll be the answer. And, and as I thought about doing that, there was simply no joy in, in imagining that. And a few years prior to that, um, there, there had been, uh, an, an organization, uh, that I worked with briefly that had talked about, you know, developing a life coaching, um, branch of their business. And I mm-hmm. remember getting really excited. This was back in 2013. So about three years before the halfway to 90 conversation even <laughs> happened. And yeah. I was like, well, wow, that, you know, that sounds amazing. I would love to be in, with an organization where I could spearhead a project like that. But I think what yeah. occurred to me, as I, as I was kind of mulling over what I wanted to do is that I didn't need a corporate entity to become a coach. I could do that all on my own. And by that summer, I had enrolled in the Martha Beck coach training program, which is now called Wayfinder Training. It is an Ah. amazing program with some beautiful tools that are quite mystical and magical, which you know is right (laughs) up my alley. Um, Mm -hmm. so I really wanted to take her program. Um, and, and I was, I was enrolled by that summer and we were off to the races. Wow. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask you who you studied with and Martha is, is, yeah, she's great. Love to read her books. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. But you know, you have a background of what some people would just would be horrified to think about getting up on a stage and showing emotion and, and really kind of opening our hearts to publics, to public people, to the public. I'll say it right in a minute. But it's about, you were an actress, a passionate actress, right? Yes. And <laughs> what's, what's been so liberating about pursuing my own path as an intuitive coach is that I have created the space and time to once again 
be doing theater just for the sheer joy of it. And, oh. you know, not trying to earn necessarily earn a living doing it, but being yes. able to show up in different capacities and not for the money, not depending upon money as an income. It's not to say money doesn't still come in from this right. endeavor, you know, because there's a lot of film and TV and different things in Georgia right now. And, and you know, I am a stage actress. I've done several shows um, since I started my own business. So I'm able to, to reincorporate my first love, you know, because I spent seven mm-hmm. years studying theater between college and graduate school. I could teach at the university level. I just, I didn't pursue it. And it, I wasn't really called to pursue the teaching piece. I think, I right. think the coaching has been far okay. more rewarding. Yeah. Now you're, yeah, but you're not coaching in acting. I do a little bit of that for young people. Um, it's sort of a, it's sort of a side. It's not my main focus. My, my focus is actually helping, um, people sort of use their divorce as a springboard to a better Mm -hmm. life or Mm -hmm. helping people do what I did and figure out what their soul's calling is so that they too can break free of corporate America. So I, I kind of, right. actually it's kind of a threefold business because I do, um, I do coach, do some private acting coaching for young adults uh, as well in my practice. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm sure in your area you have a community theater group. Several. Right? Yeah. Communities yeah. and paying theaters and yeah, small business theaters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So have you been on TV? Have you been? <laughs> do we need to look, watch TV to see you? <laughs> yeah, that's so, that's so cute you said that. Um, I haven't been doing a lot of film or TV work, but when I was working in weight management, I actually used to, um, they, they had a news magazine show called Atlanta and Company, and I would uh-huh. go on representing one of the weight loss uh, businesses <laughs> I worked for and be interviewed on that show once a month. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I, oh, you know, yeah. I have those uploaded, you know, on my LinkedIn profile. So, you know, I, I would I would talk about weight loss and give tips and introduce uh, guests that had, had lost weight on our program. So, yes, I've been on TV, but not really in a theater capacity, although that's yeah. not off the table because I'm working on now working with an agent and really getting out there to do some more some more acting things as well. Oh, good. Now, you talk about intuition. Now, tell us how you're, you read your intuition, like moving you out of corporate. I'm sure you had that voice speaking to you. And then you, you've got that voice still talking to you. So how do you listen to it and do you always take action on it? Oh, great question, Joyce. Um, you know, it, it's a learned response to listen to your intuition. And a lot of people think that it's just their own, you know, chatter and noise or they're, it's like they <laughs> can't tell the difference between fear and, and intuition. And really, yeah. intuition is always the, 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 the still, small, gentle voice that is guiding you, whereas mm-hmm. fear is more of the of the negative ego voice that is warning you, <laughs> that's yeah. telling you not Don't to do something it. or, you know, you, know you, you better not try this because this could happen. That's more your fear speaking, whereas yes. your intuition is kind of that soft nudge and whisper that is leading you in a direction. And for, for years I had stifled my intuition because intuition is not something people use in the corporate arena. You know, they're all based right. on logic and facts. And, yes. and numbers and all this sort yes. of practical masculine energy stuff. And, and so into it, you know, who talks about intuition and in business, but you think about it, some of the most successful discovery people were, were intuitive, you know, Albert Einstein, mm-hmm. 
was was using his intuition in creation. And and I think it's such an important thing to really get still and mm-hmm. learn to tap in and listen to your that inner voice because it is guiding you. Uh, you know, in the direction that your soul needs to be going, it's guiding you towards your own North Star. So, mm-hmm. but in order to hear it, we have to get quiet and we have to right. be able to get into a, a state where we're, we can silence that chatter and noise that is in mm-hmm. our mind. Right. Yeah. Well, when we've quieted it for so many years, and I know a lot of people get intuitive messages very early in their life and and, but, you know, I, I never really paid much attention to mine. I think I was, I had quieted mine, uh, because I was struggling so much to be liked to know I was enough and all this other stuff that, um, to, to get that inner message that I was thinking, okay, and I could share it or act on it just seemed out of the realm of my thinking. You know, so I really didn't start using intuitiveness until later in my career, as I probably in my, you know, last 10 years in my life. So it's kind of interesting how we take that path. Have you always been, did you go through a period where you weren't using it as much? And I, you said in corporate you were, but has it always been kind of on the sidelines for you? Yes. I, as a child, just kind of like yourself, I, I, I was very intuitive. I, I would, you know, I felt very much more in touch with kind of that inner voice and that inner magic. But in going into corporate, I did learn to stifle it. And, and very much like you, I wanted to fit in. And I, right. I didn't, I, I was almost afraid of, of my intuition and, and some of my spiritual gifting, you know, in terms yeah. of of being able to, to be led by that. I, I, part of me was like, well, am I losing my mind? Am I crazy? But all <laughs> of us, you know, we're all intuitive. It's not to say, well, I'm intuitive right. and you're not. You know, everyone yeah. has the capacity to o- open up, to awaken, and to tap into this part of themselves. And, you know, some mm-hmm. people interpret their intuition as God talking to them, and I think that's wonderful because a lot of times it's a universal, um, you know, inner inner compass. That is, that is right. guiding you and your higher self guiding you in, in, in the right way, you know, right. and learning to yeah. listen to those nudges and whispers again took time for me because I was so programmed in corporate right. to just be practical, you know, and, and yeah. to walk the, the line. And so it, it did take some right. time. And I was actually very resistant to getting quiet and doing meditation and things like that. It wasn't in my natural rhythm to slow down and open up. And it's almost as if it was almost divine intervention, Joyce. This is kind of a a crazy little aside story, but I think your listeners will definitely appreciate it. Um, Well, wait, I'm going to let you come. We're going to come back to that because we need to take a short break. And I want to, we'll come back in with that, with your, your story. So as we, I know you want to come back because Jess is going to tell us this fascinating story about intuition that we all have, but sometimes we hear it. Sometimes we don't. So when we come back, Jess will share with us. So do be here. It will be. Just a few minutes, and then we'll be back with you.
Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Tokinet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or more on hotel booking fees through our own web portal, www.bestradiotravel.com. Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Joyce, J-O-Y-C-E, to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through TogiNet Radio. We have negotiated special rates at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. BestRadioTravel.com can beat the best prices offered by any other major travel booking website. Please go to BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Joyce, sign up, and enjoy the discounts. This is BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Joyce, J-O-I-C-E. Welcome back to this segment of Second Win. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. Now you know before we left for this break that that Jess Rydell, our guest today, was just getting ready to talk about intuition. And intuition we have, all of us have it, we come here to earth with it, we quiet it when we start trying to be liked by everybody else, because they must know better than we, uh, no, then we wake up one day and we start trusting that intuition. So Jess, will you share with us a story you were going to tell us about intuition? Sure, sure. Well, Joyce, I was, I would like I, what I shared earlier. I was, um, rather resistant to getting quiet and listening mm-hmm. or even doing simple meditation. And while I was in coach training, though, I did learn a new skill and that was really trying to learn to listen to my body. I had a client recently that thanked me for teaching her how to listen to her body. And oh. 
So, so, so in terms of just even, even paying attention, a lot of times when we're feeling tired or we're feeling run down, we want to push through it. We want to reach for the caffeine. We want to mm. just power through. But I learned that when, when I, it, it was almost as if these waves of, of exhaustion would start to come over me at odd times of the day. And, you know, the old Jess would have just powered through them. But, you know, in listening to my body, I said, well, you know what? Maybe I need to go and just lie down for a second because that's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling inclined to do. So this was sort of the first stages of me actually listening intuitively to what was going on with me and following that direction. And so I started actually meditating by accident where I would lie down, I would close my eyes, and these big, beautiful washes of, it was almost like pink, shiny light would, would mm. sort of take over my entire mind's eye. And, and this was actually one of the first steps in me getting real with myself and being my authentic self because mm-hmm. I had always convinced myself that I did not like the color pink. No. <laughs> I, just, I, okay, I know how ridiculous this sounds. Okay? Yeah. I, I thought that by admitting I liked the color pink that somehow that made it mean something about me that mm. I was, juvenile and girly and weak and, you know, just mm-hmm. silly. So I decided mm-hmm. that my favorite color was green. And <laughs> green? <laughs> green, green. Uh-huh. You know where this I went, what? camo, yeah. camo. No, boy. no, <laughs> right, right. So, so I was like, why am I seeing all this pink? Do I even like pink? And then the, I, sort of, I sort of asked that question. I, I asked my higher self, I'm like, do I like pink? And it was like, oh, You've loved pink all along. Oh, no. It's <laughs> I finally, I joke about it, and I know it's such a silly story, and it's so random, but I gave myself permission to love pink. And oh, it was a part of myself yeah. that I had shut down. So it was such a beautiful story in, in my body, kind of leading me to take these breaks. And then to just really get in touch with the real me through such a very simple thing, you know, but color is such a good illustrator of, of what we, of what we're drawn towards, you know, what we like and don't like. Yeah. Oh, now listeners, when you go to Jess's website, you're going to see this beautiful blonde woman and you're going to go, Oh, she is definitely pink. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I, I own it now. I own it completely. You own it. Oh, so what is your website? And you have to tell me the story about the ageless Jess. This is so oh. interesting. Agelessjess dot com is your website. Yeah. So where did that come? Well, um, I'll share. Go ahead. <laughs> How'd you create that? <laughs> Yes. Um, okay. So, so this is actually from, from my Martha Beck work and my coach training. Um, and, and it's just, it's a beautiful idea that I realized I, I was able to really tap into the truth in this. And, you know, Martha had shared that once you really start living on purpose, once you align with your soul's inner calling and what you're really on this planet to be, to be doing and what you, what your soul really want, your soul and heart want to give and give back. That you, you literally begin to start aging backwards. 
that age, you know, aging is no, no longer something to be feared because in your energy, there is just a youth and a zeal and a vitality that didn't exist before. And mm-hmm. I am living proof of this, Joyce, because I will look at photographs of myself from five mm-hmm. years earlier, you know, when I was grinding it out in corporate, and I mm-hmm. look tired and older, and, mm-hmm. and the, you know, the person that I am today just has this youthful vitality that's very, it's fun, it's playful, it's childlike, it's mm-hmm. part of who I am, and it's part of my branding and messaging and I had, I had had an Instagram handle of Ageless Jess, and I mm-hmm. realized how many of the, you know, the quality, this, this energy that I embodied of agelessness, you know, and I have friends that are, you know, 18, 20 years younger than me, and you'd think it's just we're able to relate to each other in the same way. It's the mm-hmm. same thing with older people. Like, it's, it's, there's, there's a sense of it doesn't matter how old you are. You're not operating from a paradigm of, you know, when you're in your 40s, you're supposed to be like this. And when you're in your yes. 60s, you, you, you know, you, you start complaining about aches and pains. And you know, no, yeah. none of that even has to happen. So yeah. um, I just, I feel the difference in my soul. I feel it in my body. I see it when I physically look in the mirror. It's just, it's a beautiful part of who I've become. And anyone can experience this if they, if they too, you know, tap into their soul's calling and really start living their right life like what, what their intuition is telling them they need mm-hmm. to be doing, even if it doesn't make sense when you first hear the nudges and whispers. Right. I, I particularly see this with friends uh, or clients that when they're going through particularly a loss of um, death of a marriage or death of their, their spouse, they... Um, actually carry the pain on their face it becomes part of their body you know they're slumped they um they just don't have uh, it's like their 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 face just takes on the pain so i so connect with what you're saying when a woman is under stress like that we call that stress um, in all of its many forms, it does just take on the body and it does a job on it, you know. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a wonderful offer uh, for my listeners uh, to go take to take this ride on the agelessjess.com website. And what is that freebie that you're giving us? The five simple secrets to yes, it's totally to to uh, yeah to sharpening your intuition, and it's a it's a beautiful freebie that I have as an offer on my website that I can email um, yeah. to anyone who would like it, and it really gives my top tips for if if you are you know sitting there at home listening to this and saying well she's intuitive but I'm not I'm yeah. here to correct you on that. And invite you to take advantage of this and begin to use some of the same tools that I learned to really start tapping in and realizing how intuitive I am and how intuitive we all can be once we, once we're paying attention. So I do have um, a contact form on my website. If you mm-hmm. send me an email through that contact form and say, I would love the five simple secrets to sharpen your intuition, I will get that over to you ASAP. 
So just visit agelessjess.com and fill out the contact form, and I will get that to you. Well, okay, I'll do that because I think it's always interesting. You know, when I was first learning intuition, I forget who I was studying with, but we I was tried it out on irons. You know, I went to Target, and I needed to buy an iron. And so, you know, you look at that, that shelf, and there's all these irons. And so I tried it on the irons. I ended up with an iron. I'm not quite sure it was my intuition that told me. I'm sure I got some sort of message because I did walk out with a particular iron. But it was really strange because Joyce would pick up each one of those irons. And, you know, people would walk by and I'd be picking up another one and holding it. It was an experience. What can I say, Jess? No, no. No, I, I think you're on point there because actually... There's an exercise people do with fruits and vegetables in the grocery store where yeah. if you, if you pick up a, a certain fruit or vegetable and you, and you find yourself leaning forward, it's something you need. And if you uh-huh. find yourself leaning away from yes, it, it's something yes, maybe yes. your body doesn't need at yes. that time. That is, you were totally doing it with irons. You were. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to, to match but, the I mean, really. iron to you. <laughs> what a ridiculous thing to do it with, but. I, I probably still have that iron. You know, you buy an iron and it lives with you for the next 10 years. You know, it's kind of like part of your family. But, you know, even with, um, I have to teach a little of that connection, intuitive connection. When people go through on my vision board workshops, when they go through the magazines to select their images of what they want in their life. They have to connect with that image, that picture that they put on their vision board. And it's hard to just, it's hard for some people to go, well, why did I like that one and not that one? You know, and it's, it's all about your intuition speaking to you saying, this is the one that you want. The way the person's smiling or whatever your connection is to it. It's another way of getting some intuition work. <laughs> I think so, absolutely. And it's funny, I heard you speaking earlier about the work, the in-person workshops that you've been mm-hmm. doing. I actually hosted one, a virtual one for people all over the country. It was, I charged 2020 for it, so it's $20.20. <laughs> I gave them uh, some instructions and a materials list and a meditation. And, you know, so they had all of the the things they needed to create their own boards. It was quite fun to do it in a virtual format. You might want to add that to your repertoire since I'm sure you have listeners all over the place. Oh, but I love the 2020. That is very clever. How you work that (laughs) in, girl. Yeah. (laughs) Now, how do your clients come to you? Are they the, you say you, you work with two or usually there's more than that, but, um, two different types are, are women coming from different areas in their life or I bet you work with anybody. <laughs> well, I, you know, you really well could, but I think, I think in this world of marketing, they do ask you to specialize and, and I have, right. I hold a really special place in my heart for both of these types of people because I have been those people. You know, I went through a rather painful divorce of my own um, back in my late 20s, and, and it took me four and a half years to get over this thing. Mm-hmm. And and in, in it hit me in coach training while I was learning these new new tools to really release painful thoughts and realize yeah. 
that we actually are the biggest cause of our own suffering through our mm-hmm. own thinking. And I know, I know that, that maybe there's some listeners that understand that, and maybe there's some listeners that are like, well, how do you, you know, I, I always used to hear people say, you know, you control your thoughts. Your thoughts don't control you. And I, I didn't understand that because I said, well, how do you control your thoughts? Because there were no tools. It was right. just sort of this blanket statement that made no sense to me because my thoughts ran wild all day long, and they usually <laughs> caused me a lot of pain. So yes. in learning these tools, I looked back at that, at that experience of my own divorce. And I was like, if I had known what I know today, when I was going through my divorce, I could have bounced back in a matter of six months, not four and a half years. And I saw that reality. So my first instinct was I want to help other people to move through that pain a little more with with a little more ease and have some some tools to do it and then use it as an opportunity to to reinvent their lives because we we don't get divorced by accident and i i'm not i'm not saying it's not a a painful process and maybe some of us wish it hadn't worked out that way but everything happens that's supposed to so understanding that your life is unfolding for you and seeing a divorce as an opportunity to really create a life that you've always wanted you know Mm -hmm. and a lot of my, this is sort of what's funny that, that happened is a lot of the people that came to me in the beginning, the women I was working with that were divorced, that came to me to work through the pain of their divorce, they began creating businesses. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. So they, they were becoming entrepreneurs. They were opening yoga studios. They were, they were opening hair salons. And it, it, you know, it occurred to me that not only do I have a, a major talent to support people in moving through their pain, I inspire people to create their own soul-aligned businesses. So yes. I actually I support both types of people, and some people actually overlap. I'm working with, with a beautiful woman right now that has been divorced for about a year, but she's wanting to reinvent her career. So it couldn't yes. be a more perfect client for me because I work with, with people in both of those areas. Mm-hmm. And many times the woman does need a career after she goes through a divorce. You know, if she's been a stay-at-home wife, she's got something to, to develop. So you would be excellent, awesome to work with. Thanks, Joyce. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you you're so happy. I like that energy you've got there, Jess, for people. So on your website – you have a picture of you in a costume, and I'm sure it was from some event. Do you know what I'm talking uh, about? Uh, is it is it the gold dress that you're yes. looking at, Joyce? Oh, oh, Joyce, that, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it a costume. I know it looks like one, but let me tell you. <laughs> This is this what? is actually this is another story that ties into intuition, and I kid you not, um, I, I did a I did a meditation and breathwork workshop with one of my friends that teaches, um, you know, this shamanic breathing technique that really helps you sort of access higher consciousness, and you're able to you know hear your intuition and hear God and, and hear your you know your spirit team um, mm. at a higher level. So I was doing this exercise, and what kept coming up over and over on repeat in my mind was that I needed to do a photo shoot with the theme of goddess in the garden. And I was like, (laughs) why in the world would I want to do that? Like I was, my ego was fighting it. My mind was fighting it. But then I was like, you know what? Intuition doesn't make sense before you follow it. It makes sense after. 
Yeah. So they That's were, good. you know, it, the, the messaging I was getting was very specific. It's like you need to do this photo shoot in a garden, in around the trees and the green, and you need to wear long gowns and dress like a guy and just be. That is part, you know, uh-huh. that's sort of an archetypal part of who you are is ageless jazz. So I got the photographer that I love to work with, and we uh-huh. went up to this beautiful set of gardens up in um, Kennesaw, Georgia, called um, what was it? It was called Smith Gilbert Gardens. Beautiful spot, and and it's uh-huh. just, it's a, it's like a little magical wonderland. They had you know a little little house with a gnome in it and mushroom <laughs> fake mushrooms and you know just different sort of mystical things. Like it was just like a little little garden paradise. And we did this beautiful photo shoot, and it did start raining during the photo shoot. Oh, no. But we c- captured the most beautiful images, and and they are just really a part of my branding and who I am. And I know it looks like a costume, but I was really just following intuitive directions. <laughs> oh. Was there a gnome in the picture? I didn't see one. No, I have another picture in that dress with the gnome. And, um, I, yeah, yeah, I'm opening up this little house, and there's a gnome that's sitting on the floor of this little this little mini cottage that he's in, and he actually has a third eye. Like, he has a third oh. eye in the middle of his forehead. It's so cute, yeah. Yeah. We were in Minnesota the, earlier this year, right, January, I think, and, uh, no, must have been in December. Anyway, um they had at the museum, at their museum, their uh, arboretum that they had, uh, they had gnomes. They're such interesting little characters. They uh, are. It was fascinating to see them. But they had them in all sorts of different costumes and, you know, they had a whole Christmas thing around them. But it was so, that was, I was fascinated by the gnomes. I wanted to bring one home, but then I talked myself out of my intuition said no. No, no gnome for you, huh? No gnome <laughs> for me. So I guess it wouldn't fit into the Texas scene or something. I don't know. Oh, but I think it, if you, if you really want a gnome, Joyce, you're going to get one. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> you know where to find them. So what has been the most rewarding um, event for you or in your life in entering the coaching world and being part of that? You know, undoubtedly it is seeing the transformation that takes place in my clients. Mm-hmm. And I am not here to tell my clients what to do. I am not here to give advice or instructions. I am here to support them in changing their thoughts and limiting beliefs and accessing, teaching them how to access their own inner guidance system so that they can listen to their higher self and do what is best for them at any given time. And yeah. watching the subtle shifts and also the empowerment, the, the, the feeling of really stepping into personal power that I see the clients I work with. I, I mostly work with women, primarily women, but I've had a few male clients as well. And just allowing them, watching them embrace their personal power and begin, begin creating their life, you know, from a different vantage point and seeing the world through a different lens, a happier, more, more joyful lens where the world is not a dark and scary place, you know, full of violence and fear, but, but right. you know, it's, it's, it's a playground, not a battlefield. And right. if we treat it as such, we're going to have such a, such a much more joyful life. 
So mm-hmm. watching that transformation unfold as if, you know, it's right before my very eyes and also seeing people tap into their purpose. Right. Um, I have a client that is in IT and, you know, she said, I, I was just getting very angry on the job and I stumbled across your website and I loved what you had to say. And, you know, I'm, I'm very mystical as well. And I like to meditate and burn incense <laughs> and do the things. And, and she <laughs> said, I knew you were for me. And she called up, she began working with me that very next week. And she is now getting her PhD, Joyce, in metaphysics. And oh, my goodness. Wants to, yes, yes. She wants to teach metaphysics at the college level. And she also has a dream. She has a, a house in North Georgia. She wants to mm-hmm. open a metaphysical uh, crystal shop and bookstore in that area and live a much simpler uh, life, you know, going into her retirement. She's in, yeah. she's in her late 40s, like myself. And uh-huh. she's planning ahead for what she's going to do in her 50s and 60s. So it's, it's just such a beautiful thing. You know, yeah. imagining if she had just stayed in corporate and, and been angry about the IT and, you know, the mm-hmm. computer stuff. And, you know, that, that was no life. And she was able right. to realize that she had choices to shift out of a way of life and a, and a job vocation that, that was no longer aligned for her. Right. Yeah. Well, can you tell us a little bit about how you work with a client? Your program is advertised is um, advertised on your site. Can they sign to, um, up there, or do they need to call you, or how can they connect with you? They can sign up. I offer a free intuitive breakthrough session where it's a it's a thirty minute phone call, and we'll kind of get to the core of mm-hmm. of what they're wanting to create and what are maybe some of the fears or obstacles that are holding them back. And I'll Mm -hmm. decide which program is right. But I have two specific programs. One is a six-month program. It's called Any Life You Want. And that Mm -hmm. is for the person that is wanting to transition out of corporate and discover what they're really meant to be doing, you know, really tapping into their inner purpose and passion and vision through my intuitive tools. And the other one, the other program I offer is called Reclaim Your Mojo. And that's really for (laughs) the person that's feeling, it could be a divorced woman, it could be just someone that's really feeling deflated or out of touch with, with their, their inner, you know, with their inner guidance system that really just wants a new lease on life and, and wants to feel like the, the most vibrant, healthy, sexy, energized version of themselves. And I help people get back to that through the specific you know, tools, skills, exercises, you know, all the things I've learned in coach training and the things that I myself have put into right. practice to be to be living a more joyful life. Right. Yeah. Are both those programs six months? Are they shorter? Uh, the, uh, actually, the 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 um, the reclaim your mojo can be done in a four month uh, segment. So, um, but the, the any life you want, I'm finding I, I offered it at four months, and and people would stay on and work with me for at least two more. So mm-hmm. I decided to start offering it as a six month program because sometimes it does take that long to really get through all the tools. And and there's a lot of one on one coaching that I do also that is really just personalized and tailored based on what the client needs in in that given moment in that session. Yeah. But I have a right. lot of tools that I can pull out of my toolbox, um, <laughs> you know, to really help somebody to access what it is they're reaching for at any given time. Right. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> so now you've, we haven't talked about your book. Don't you have a no, book? No, we have not. Yes, I do. I yeah. have actually recently published, Co-author of a best-selling book on Amazon, so I can call myself a 
a best-selling co-author of this book. <laughs> Very and good. It's, it's a, yes, it's a beautiful book. It's called Dear Love, I'm Ready for You. And it is actually uh. a beautiful collection of essays about the journey back to love, whether it be self-love, whether it be romantic love, love of a child. Um, it's, it's some really beautiful stories that I think really inspire women to, to realize that it's not just all about fairy tale prince and princess love, but that love can often show up in, in different forms and packages. And that if we are open in our heart to accepting the way love wants to come into our world, you know, we can really experience love at such a deeper level than the way it's been portrayed, you know, in the movies and awesome. the fairy tales. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are quickly coming to the end of our show. So I just want to say a big thank you, thank you, thank you, Jess, for being here with us today. You've shared so much, and you're such a delightful woman to listen to and have fun. I could play with you, Jess. I could. So anyway. I have to get over to Texas for a glass of that bold red wine, Joyce. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it already. It's waiting for you. (laughs) So thank you for being with me today because it's added great value to that listener out there that needed it. So I appreciate you. It was my absolute pleasure, and I'm very excited to hear from some of your listeners and be able to share some of my gifts with them as well. Cool. All right. Thank you. So my dear listeners out there, I will see you next week. This is going to be a quick goodbye. I look forward to you're having a wonderful week, so make it happen. Joyce Buford returns next week at the same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving the support they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com. Thank you.